Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio, where conversations save lives. This is episode 151. My name is Jeff, and it's great that you're here joining us for this conversation. With me tonight in studio, let me introduce you to my co-host. You guys probably know him as well. DW, man, how you doing? I'm fine, thank you. And, and, and enjoying the season already. We, we could use some snow, though. I would agree. It'd be nice. It's December. Right. Yeah, I think it's just fitting. Well, didn't you, weren't you uh, in a picture last year in a paper or something outside cutting grass on Christmas or something? Yes, yes. Uh, last year, Christmas, actually, Christmas Day, there was no snow. We didn't have our first official snowfall by Christmas, which is a shocker. I don't think it was like, yeah. uh, it had to be like at least a, a million years since that's happened. But uh, I was out and I had my lawnmower and I took a, a picture and then I sent it off to news media stations and said, hey, uh, Merry Christmas <laughs> from Wisconsin, cutting my grass in shorts and a t-shirt. It was great. It was pretty interesting. And, and to tell you the truth, I'm still mentally disturbed by the image, but it, it was okay. <laughs> it was it was a t-shirt and shorts with a a, a Christmas like A disturbing Santa. issue. I, I think you should post it on our site so people can join in and comment on whether they think it's disturbing or not. It was disturbing. Yeah, I framed it. That's what I did. I took it and I framed it. So can we follow up with a photo of you then? Doing what? <laughs> I can dig up some photos. <laughs> you, you can, but but this one with this one with the cutting grass in December was was. You and know, then we'll talk about disturbing. I had to go to therapy after I saw it. <laughs> I mean, it was that bad. Oh yeah. no, well, I'm sorry to scar you. I just felt like it was December. I think it was like 40 degrees out that day. Yeah, well, I wanted to send you a pair of pants. Definitely warmer than it needed to be on Christmas Day. You're wearing shorts like that. I don't know. In December, doesn't work. Better than a kilt. Yeah, I'll admit it was a little bit chilly. I don't wear shorts and a t-shirt in 40 degree weather because that's just, my mom would call that unwise in Wisconsin. Don't do that. You're going to get sick, yeah, right? right? That would totally suck the joy out of your Christmas this season. Jason's back on the show with us. It's good to have you back, man. How you doing? Oh, it's great. It's great to be back. I miss when I'm not on the show, so I was looking forward to being back. So moment of truth, did either of you guys have your Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving? Yes. I- I didn't this year. Usually, I'm I'm all on it, but this year I didn't. Yes, I did. But that's because I, I didn't have any room for it. Yeah. Uh, well, you know why though? My wife and I we go down. Her parents are elderly, and we went down to their place. And we have this habit of going down Thanksgiving, and the day after Thanksgiving, we help her parents decorate, and then we go to our daughters in Milwaukee, and we help her decorate the next day, and then we go to our other daughters, and if she hasn't decorated, we help her. So it's it's like this decoration, decoration, decoration thing. And and so right before we left, we threw our tree up just to... You just threw it up. <laughs> well, yeah, we did. All right. We threw it up and, and uh, you know, we, we, for years, for all the years until last year, we cut one down and I gave in last year and bought an artificial one. Oh, so. please. Yeah, I did. Oh, don't even talk anymore. <laughs> I did. Don't even talk. No, usually, usually we put up our Christmas tree for earlier. In, in fact, last year at the place we go to cut it down, we were the first people to cut it down. Yeah. 
But uh, we hosted Thanksgiving this year, and so we didn't have any room because we had my wife's side of the family over, and so we, we actually had 47 people over for Thanksgiving. Wow. Wow. Impressive. All family. Yeah. How many turkeys? One turkey, six chickens. And a partridge and, and a, a pear, pear tree. <laughs> but <laughs> ironically enough, because you know Thanksgiving, you had all the sides and things. Yeah. yeah. And so we, I mean, what are the we sides? had so much leftover what turkey. Sides? We didn't even touch like three of the chickens. What are your sides? Uh, we had green bean casserole, corn casserole, sweet potatoes, two types of cranberries, mashed potatoes. Five <laughs> golden rings. <laughs> Twelve different pies. <laughs> Three goose <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Sorry, I, I have no idea what I'm doing here. You, hear, you heard it yeah. here first. Dave can sing. You were you were on a roll there, Dave, and then it just yeah. there it is. It's because you it's because you didn't you need to wrap it next time. I, I think we need to you know change directions here. Oh man, it is good to celebrate Thanksgiving, and and some of us would have a law that says you know we can't do the Christmas thing until Thanksgiving is passed. Uh, I know for us, we're getting a Christmas tree and getting that all set up after Thanksgiving. Most people probably do that, but there are still some of you guys out there that did that, and I'm not going to judge you for it tonight here on the show. I would just encourage you in your own special way, have a significant moment of Thanksgiving, and then have a month of Christmas, whatever it is. If it's the 12 days of Christmas or the three days, I don't know how many days of Christmas you guys do. This week on the show, we want to talk about having joy. It seems like this time of year, often it, it happens that we lose track of the meaning of this season. Yes, it's December. It's like three weeks before what we would celebrate as Christmas. And it seems like wherever you go, you get someone or a group of people that you just feel like, man, they just don't have joy in their life. Let's help people to find joy before Christmas even gets here, all right? Join us on the conversation tonight here on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. It's the HopeNet Radio tweet back kicking off right now. And this show is just getting started here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Let me be one of the first ones to wish you a Merry Christmas month in December here on HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, we got Jason hanging out in studio. And tonight we're going to talk about joy, what it means to have joy, how do we find joy, especially in a time where it seems like so many people, Dave, I was telling you before we got the show started, there are some things that people do this time of year that just irk me, that it's like, any other time of the year, it's like, this is just uncivilized behavior. Like, you know, while you're driving, you just see people doing some of the dumbest things. And I'm not just talking about texting while you're driving or surfing, you know, social media while you're driving, checking email, whatever. I'm, I'm actually talking about just dumb habits that have been existing since they invented cars, probably since the beginning of man, more or less. Somebody decided to, at the last second, cut over and like get into their lane and the whole road rage thing. And, you know, when you're fighting over parking spaces at the mall, you know, do your shopping. It's like, there are so many things that people are doing this time of year that are so uncharacteristic but i'm used to people being at least relatively civilized here in green bay wisconsin like it doesn't it doesn't compute when i see people being overly rude and in like every single facet of life it just it, it seems like we're lacking joy in such a time that should be joyous what are you not competitive people see it differently you know jeff I, some people look at this auto thing as competitive competition that's all that could be they're not mad they're just competing it's kind of the fun part of their life. They just compete for the parking spot, you know, and they get out and they, they put their hands up in the air and spike their wallet, you know, and that kind of stuff, thinking that yes. they, 
can't say yeah. that I've ever seen anybody spike their wallet. <laughs> yeah, well, you haven't been around long enough. Just give it Clearly, time. Clearly, evidently, yeah. evidently. You got to go to the right stores. You probably go to Walmarts and stuff. You know, you got to go to the yuck, uh, uppity-up stores a little bit. An uppity-up oh. store. Yeah, an uppity-up store. What, what sort of uppity-up store do you go to where you see people well, spiking their wallets? <laughs> I don't know if we can advertise stores here. Oh, right. Because That's if fair. I say a store, fair yeah, I'm not sure we should do that. I'll let you slide with that one. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> so just wherever Dave shops, people slam their wallets, and it's it's all in good fun. Yeah, they do. They, they right. see me, they put their arms in here, slam their wallets on the ground. I have no idea <laughs> <laughs> what that means. You were talking about joy. You know, I was thinking there's a lot of people that seek joy, and, and I'm thinking if you seek it, you'll never find it because joy needs to find you. Huh. It's a byproduct of something. It isn't something you actually seek. So, so if you're trying to seek joy, it's going to probably be quite elusive. Because there's going to be things out there that will change and move around, and you're trying to move around with them and change. And I mean, everything, it, 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 we're, we're different ages here, different generations, and we're going to find joy in different things. That's not an evil thing. It's just the way life is at this point. And if you're going to try and chase it, it you're going to find it's a moving target. Hmm. You're always going to be chasing, and, and you'll never actually find it. There's Bible verses that talk about how we can be content in everything and be joyful in everything. And that's what you have to start looking at and go, how can I in life be joyful in all circumstances? How does that actually work? What, what would my mind frame have to be to get there? Because there, there's a certain mind frame that gets you there. So what is it that gets you there? What is it that gets you that you can be joyful no matter what the circumstances of life uh, really are? And, and if we can't be joyful in any circumstances, then maybe we need to admit that it's the circumstances that actually are more of our God than God is because they're the one that those are the things that are actually controlling us not necessarily our response but the actual circumstances themselves I don't know you guys when you when you talk about joy when you talk about joy what are you talking about I think it's the anticipation of getting presents okay I enjoy making out my Christmas wish list and then like seeing all these presents appear under the tree and so it's like this anticipation that I'm going to get something that I've really wanted. So what if it, if the anticipation doesn't re- really come to reality? Like if someone doesn't give me what I wished for? Yeah, yeah, what if you don't get any gifts? What if you get an ugly sweater? I take it back and return it, right? What if like when you were a kid you got socks? No. Or what if you just get a picture of Dave for Christmas? Yeah, <laughs> yeah what if you get that? What what if you get socks? That was you know, bad. When when I was a kid, when I was a kid I got you know, socks. White socks? And you look at it and go, hey, what kind of deal is this? Must have been a good deal. Yeah, it must have been. <laughs> but I always thought my parents, they were responsible for socks. Giving me for Christmas is like, you know, cheating. <laughs> so you're disappointed. I mean, it, it, anticipation. If, if joy comes from anticipation and the anticipation is never realized, if, if that's what's happening. Well, it's not my fault if that didn't happen. They just didn't pay attention to my wish list. There you go. <laughs> Right? There you go. And and what happens is your rob is your joy is actually robbed from you because of the fact that it was put in anticipation of something. Mm-hmm. And and I think what we have to realize is that joy has to be not connected to a variable. It has to be connected to something that doesn't change. Right. Otherwise our joy can be taken from us and robbed from us. So what doesn't change and how can we arrange our lives so that the joy is not for sale? if you want to call it that way. Hmm. So a question I have, you know, since we're talking about joy, that I think we have to get our minds around what is joy, you know, because can you be joyful and not be happy at the same time? Yes. 
You know, and I, th- and I would agree with you, but I, I would think that many of us might have a misunderstanding of what joy is because I think we marry it so closely with the feeling of happiness. Right. I mean, you can put it in this context. Can you be happy and sad at the same time? Yeah. So, so happiness is not the, the chasing away of sadness. Mm. It's the addition of something. Yeah. In life, when, you have, when my dad died, there's a tremendous amount of sorrow there, and there should be. Yeah. But there was a tremendous mm-hmm. amount of joy that was there as well. So what is it that causes both to coexist? And if I had to kick one of them out in order to have the other, then maybe that's abnormal, not normal. By that definition, you have to look at it because so many in our society, so many in our culture, really define happiness and joy as the absence of pain and sorrow. When really it's not the absence of anything, it's the addition of something. Hmm. And you can be in pain. You can be in a wheelchair today. You can be in a hospital. You can you can be somebody who is on crutches today, and you can still be joyful and happy. So are you saying that joy is a more close relative to contentment than it is to happiness? Well, I, I would say contentment and joy go together. And happiness, what we're doing here is we're, we're talking about emotions, which can change uh, for any given reason. And joy and contentment are not necessarily emotions. They're decisions. Where happiness is more of an emotion, it comes from, I mean, if you drink a, um, a milkshake, you like the flavor of it, you get a certain feeling when you do that. That's fine. But, but if you're going to chase the feeling, you can get that feeling from all kinds of things. And now you're just chasing the feeling, and the feeling becomes what you're going after. So if you don't get the feeling, you can't be happy. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you can be joyful and content and not have a feeling of, joyful, uh, of happiness at the same time. We'll have to unwrap this some more. The Tweetback is going on right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB with us on Twitter. Also, live coaches are standing by. This is a stressful time of year for a lot of people. You might be coming up on finals pretty soon. You may be struggling with relationships. You might be going through a difficulty in your job, your workplace. Whatever is going on in your life, we have live coaches that are willing to just listen to encourage you in this Christmas season. Go to HopeNet360.com. Click on the Talk to a Live Coach button. And this conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Jeff, DW, Jason hanging out in studio with you tonight here on HopeNet Radio. And we do have show notes for tonight's episode at HopeNet360.com. Glad you've joined us this week. For this conversation on joy, we're starting a new series called Tis the Season, and tonight is our first part of this in talking about joy, giving joy. Part of giving joy means that I have to have joy in my life, and so we've been talking about some of the challenges that we're all probably in some way facing. Uh, We talked a little bit about in our Thanksgiving episode how it's easy to lose our sense of joy at this time. Like, there are some things that can just overall rob us of joy. Dave, you talked about losing, you know, your father years ago and it's how that still rings true in your life. And for some people who are listening, that's probably been a struggle for them this time of year, losing someone that they love, complications in a relationship, maybe estranged relationships. It seems like these are things, oftentimes the struggle with joy that we find is that we have a breakdown somewhere in our relationships. And so in finding joy, in, in getting p- through this first part of joy, understanding how we receive joy, how we experience joy in our life, and maybe overcoming some of the hurdles, what would you say is some of the keys to overcoming the hurdles, especially when we've had those things in our past that have kind of disrupted or maybe even robbed us of our joy? 
You know, I think it's very important that we understand our expectations because unmet expectations will cause problems every time. And not only that, I think we need to look at how we have demonstrated that we love people. Hmm. For example, there's people that, that um, in order to show their love, what they do is they give gifts. I mean, they give gifts, but they don't give themselves to those people. They give them stuff. And they say, this is how much I love you. And then, and then you grow up with getting stuff. And stuff to you equates that somebody loves you then. Hmm. The problem with that is you might have somebody in your life that's poor and they can't give you stuff. What they could do is give you themselves. And that sometimes is inadequate for people. You know, one, one of the interesting things, when I, when I was younger, I used to see my grandma and other people, you know, you do some homemade goofy thing and give it to them. And that was meaningful. That's what they put up in the fridge and that's what they... I mean, that's what they kept, and that that's what was important to them. And, you know, you could buy them something else, and that goes in a drawer somewhere, and they barely used it. I mean, it was the other thing. that The older people showed some wisdom there. It was like, you know what? This took some time and effort, and the person thought of me while they were doing it. So that was more valuable. Uh, honestly, have you guys ever gone and just bought a gift for somebody? Go, we've got to get a gift for this person. Uh, what are we going to get? You know what I mean? No, let's go get this. Slam the credit card down get it. Can you wrap it? Let's give it to them. Yay. And, and you give it to them and you hope they feel special about that. Well, they didn't understand the conversation going into it because basically you're running around trying to find something for them and, because you had to and, and you wrapped it up quickly and you wrapped it up nicely and you gave it to them and say, aren't you special? You know, <laughs> the truth of the matter is we all know that that's going on. I don't know, you guys, you keep a, 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 some gifts at your house that just in case somebody, you, you forgot something, you got a little gift there, you know. No. Oh, we do. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You forgot to give me a gift, Dave. Yeah, I got one. Stop by. Okay. No problem. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like I haven't even unwrapped it from somebody else. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> here you go. Just take this one. <laughs> you see how expectations can get weird? Yeah. I mean, there. it's like, you know, I'm going out there and I'm going to give you a gift and you're going to feel real special and you didn't know that actually this is a re-gift of a re-gift of a re-gift. Mm -hmm. But we, we have to give you one. The real gifts in life are those that I think are are from the heart and you know the person well and you give it to them because you just, you don't want anything in return. You just want to make their life better. That's where the joy comes from. Mm. And we've twisted it all around. I mean, think about it. If your kids grow up, children, you guys got young kids, if they grow up and they always equate your love with giving of gifts of some sort, then there's no way that your time will ever be as valuable. Mm. Yeah. And in some ways, I don't know how you can be joyful then because now you're putting your joy into stuff and not in, into the people and into relationships. So to somehow change that over to being, you know, where relationships are more important. My daughters are older now. They're, they're 30 on, on up. And, and I still, when they ask me, you know, what you want for Christmas, my, my answer to them is, I want you home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all I want. And they go, Dad, no, you know what I mean. I, I understand what you're saying, but the truth of the matter is. Yeah. To sit on Christmas morning, to be sipping coffee and have my daughters come out of their rooms and sit with me and talk around a tree, that is enough right there for me. Yeah. I really am at the stage in life and the age in life where don't buy me something. You know, don't buy me that. I, I, I don't need a, uh, you know, wax hair remover job or anything. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't need any of that stuff. I, I, I really, yeah. Can't say it. <laughs> If you put me on the spot and said, all right, what's the first thing that comes to mind? I, I'm not sure if I would say a wax hair remover. See, but that's why you, you know. shouldn't give it to me. I mean, honestly, I don't know how I'd react to so that. If there's I anybody out there on the, on the tweet back. A gift card. 
You know what to send Dave for Christmas. I'm just saying. Please, please. I would have no idea what to do. If you don't doing. know his address, just send it to camp and we'll make yeah. sure it gets to him. Can you, Wax hair remover. Throwing you, it out there now. Can you use it on a dog? Dave will be full of joy, let can, me tell you, on you Christmas use, morning. Can you use it on a dog? I don't know. I, don't even, I, don't I can know. make it a hairless. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Who's controlling this radio oh, program? Oh, man. You took me. You, yeah, that was, was a curveball. That yeah, brought no. me real joy. So what What I'm saying, if you're listening, <laughs> what, what I'm really saying is that I think our expectations rob us of the joy and the expectation that somebody has to give you something. And in order for them to care for you and love you, they give you something. Now, you guys have read the book probably. Um, it, it talks about the, the way you show love and accept love. Oh, the love languages? Um, love languages. Oh, love languages. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that kind of thing. So, you know, there are some people legitimately, their love language is giving gifts. Yep. I mean, that's what they do. Mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. they really give gifts. You yeah. need to understand that. And, and because it's really about other people, if that's their love language, you need to be, you know, enjoying the gifts they give you because that's, that's how they're showing you love. There are, there are others who, who will do it through quality time, whatever. And, and maybe this would be a good time of the year to kind of review in your head the people in my life that, that I love. How is it that they understand, you know, love and how can I show it to them and, and review that? And I think that would be a very profitable thing to do because uh, now you're thinking of others and you're trying to figure out how you can show them that you love them and, and they do have a specific language and you can just do it that way. And that'll solve uh, some of the expectation problem right away mm. because now you're kind of putting yourself into their uh, world and talking to them in their language. Yeah. You know, the key to joy, Dave, that you've made a great point in, in showing us today is that it's not so much about a feeling, it's more a, a principle and a virtue. And, and I think we can all choose joy. I think we all have to choose joy. There's a difference in, you know, like waiting for a school bus to come or waiting for something to come and, and to happen. But joy joy is much more of a choice than it is a feeling, Dave. And, and so I'm encouraged by that. In the second half of the show, I want to talk about some ways to experience joy. If we're going to choose joy even in spite of the pain that we're feeling in our life, maybe in spite of the disappointments that we've had of our expectations not being met, we can still choose joy this Christmas season, and it's important to do that. We're going to talk about that in the second half of HopeNet Radio. Join us for that conversation, and on the tweet back tonight, if you've got some thoughts to share with us, you can use Twitter, be on Twitter with us, use the hashtag HNRTV. This conversation will continue in the second half of HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. Every teen needs positive interactions every day. It's why many teens visit the online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. Through Groundwire, adults like you volunteer two to four hours per week, sharing wisdom and encouragement with young people searching for that one positive voice in a world blaring with negatives. You can be that positive voice. We're adding 20 new coaches to our online coaching team. Learn more at HopeNet360.com slash coach. Hi, this is Dave Wager, a voice you normally hear on HopeNet Radio. And when I'm not doing radio, one of my favorite things to do is teach at the Nicolay Bible Institute. I invite you to check out this one-year Bible and service program at nicolaybibleinstitute.org. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. If you miss any part of this conversation this week, do subscribe to the HopeNet Radio podcast on your favorite podcasting app 
Just visit HopeNet360.com slash podcast. Many of you already do. We thank you for subscribing. Do leave us a review on whatever service you use. That way it helps more people find this show and to have great conversations in the midst of their weeks. We know, and you know this as well, that there are so many who are hurting. There are so many people that are struggling, maybe going through addictions, maybe loss of loved ones, maybe a job situation, relationship struggle, something in life is just not right. And there's so much pain going on this time of year that it's, it, we're talking about joy this week. It's robbing people of real joy, especially in a time of year when we should be the most joyful. And, uh, and not that joyfulness takes a backseat any other time of the year, but especially this time when we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate a lot of things that God has done in our life. And we just look back on a year of, of things that God has done. And, and sometimes it's hard to stay focused on, on those things. And tonight, Dave, Jason, guys, it's been a great conversation. One of the interesting things that has come out in the last couple of weeks here is the Oxford English Dictionaries has posted their top word of the year, as it were. And I thought it was interesting and, and totally relevant from a faith perspective. They came up with this word, post-truth is the 2016 word of the year, according to Oxford Dictionaries. To me, I had to look this up. What in the world is post-truth? What does this even mean? It means relating to or denoting circumstances in which objective facts are less influential in shaping public opinion than appeals to emotion and personal belief. And so, to me, it was like, well, this isn't anything new, Dave. This is this is all the, the, like the whole postmodern discussion all over again, that it's like there is no such thing as objective truth. And so, as we're talking about joy, then it means that joy is situational, doesn't it? According to that definition, it would be, but that's where the problem is. Joy is not situational. If we're going to make it situational, we can't be joyful because then we're counting on the circumstances of life to meet our expectations. And they won't. I promise all of the listeners and you guys, there will be times in your life where things get rough. There's no way to avoid that. This is a, 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 we're human beings. There's going to be sicknesses and illnesses and things that happen in life that you cannot control. And when that happens, if your joy is dependent upon those things, then your joy will be ripped away from you. There has to be, and there is, for those that are stable, no matter what happens, there is something that, that will not change that they get their joy from. When you talk to somebody who has had a rough life in the sense of maybe they're, they have a disease that will not go away, maybe they are in a wheelchair and they cannot walk and maybe some other things, there are people that are in circumstances today that are very rough that are very, very, very joyful. Those circumstances are not robbing them of their joy. And that's what you've got to ask them. What is it that brings you that joy then? Because obviously it'd be easy to say, if I could walk, if I could do this, or I could do that. You know, I I can give you just simple examples. Our listeners know I I have narcolepsy, which is not a curable uh, disease in a way. Well, not in a way, it's not curable. Mm. And I also struggle with some uh, um, blood clotting issues and some heart issues and those kinds of things. And, you know, I, I understand that these things are inconvenient and I would like my narcolepsy not to be there, and it causes me to have to do certain things a certain way. But in the overall picture of things, here's what I know. And not what I feel, but what I know. I know that God is in charge of all things. I know that he loves me. I know that he has plans for life, and and I know that he could cure this right now if he wants to. See, what I know begins to drive me, not what I feel. Hmm. How do I feel? Tired, honestly. I mean, tired and wishing it would go away. I mean, that's my feelings. So now I have a choice in a way. I I can choose to focus on on what I cannot change, or I can focus on what does not change. Yeah. 
And that's really kind of critical to understand. I've chosen to focus on what does not change. So I'm looking at this narcolepsy as a gift that God can control and that somehow it'll be used to, to better my life. And it has because you guys know me. My mind will not stop because when it does, I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm using that now. I'm just using it to study and to think and to write and to oh, do all kinds of things. And yeah, I'm more tired at times, but I'm doing things in the context of what doesn't change instead of the context of what does change. I may not have narcolepsy. I mean, it could go away. I've never heard that it did anywhere. But if God wanted to heal it, it could. But if not, this didn't catch God by surprise, so I'm going to use it uh, somehow, and and I'll be a better person for it. That's how you get joy. Notice where I went to. I went to what doesn't change, Mm -hmm. not to what does, and not to what can change in life. And and those listening are going to experience the same thing. There are just things in life. you, You cannot put your trust in circumstances of life. Otherwise, the circumstances become God. The way it's sounding like, and just to put in the same thing that you just said in different words that maybe our listeners can relate to, really joy is all about the orientation of our heart, Mm -hmm. you know, and just aligning our expectations in a way that's on something that's unchangeable versus something that is changeable. Because I think oftentimes in our life, we set up our expectation of joy on the circumstances. And so even as we joked around earlier, whether it's something as simple as getting or giving gifts, whether it's expectations of the way that people treat you or the way that you expect to be treated, you know, if that's where you're basing your joy on, then you're not going to be joyful because you're basing the orientation of your heart on things that are changeable. That's right. But if you were to base your joy and, and put your heart on something that is unchangeable, just like you said, the things that don't change that's where you find lasting joy through the circumstances. So you might face situations, whether it's the death of a family member, whether it's finding out your wife has cancer, you know, those sort of things where in the moment, in the circumstances, you might not necessarily feel the emotion of happy. And you shouldn't. You know, but you still have that sense of joy knowing the eternal perspective. Right. You know, and I think that's where we need to train ourselves, especially in a culture that is so here and now, that is so instant gratification, instant feeling and response. You know, even Jeff, you read the definition of post-truth and it was intriguing because it is, it seems like many people's responses nowadays and, and, and sometimes even myself included, is that it's all about emotions and how we feel here and now rather than the bigger picture. And we allow that to influence the way that we respond and even influence our mindset of what joy is rather than what joy should be. Postmodernism has, this isn't new. I mean, this is postmodern thought has been taught in, in universities and in colleges. When I went to college, it was that much where it was, I was the determiner of truth, basically. I mean, that's, that's the whole core of human thought is if I am the end in myself, which I know, I admit that I am not, I know that I have failings and I know I'm not perfect. So I'm not really in a position to create objective truth, but yet there's something within me, within my personality and and just maybe with my human nature that says, well, I determine what's true. And that's what post-truth really is all about. And so when we're talking about joy, if you're living with that mindset, it's going to be a real challenge for you to really find joy in your life. And if you struggle to find joy, then you're probably not going to be somebody who is joyful and who is going to help other people to find joy in their life. And so when we come back, I want to help us get over that hurdle 
and to talk about ways, practical ways, that you can help give people joy this Christmas season. And to start today, start right now, not waiting until Christmas is here, but start right now in giving people joy this Christmas season. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show, Jeff. D.W. Jason with you this week on HopeNet Radio. And we want to give you guys some practical ways to cultivate joy in your life this week. And so we pulled up 25 random acts of kindness that you can do starting today. You know, we, we talk about joy and and this post-truth society, this word that Oxford Dictionaries has put out is the word of the year, living in a post-truth world, um, that we're relying on our emotions and our personal beliefs more than what really is true and what is factual. And and I want to help you guys, we want to help you guys this week to begin to experience joy, maybe in a way you've never experienced it before. And so I think, Dave, just giving some practical ways that people can do some things. What I found in my life, Dave, maybe you've been this way too, is that joy, I've, I've looked at joy as being a feeling, that if somebody does something for me, that will bring me joy. But a lot of times those things just don't happen. Like I'm waiting for something to happen that just never happens, right? Yep. And we talked about that early in the show. So instead of waiting for stuff to happen, why don't we just do some things and see what happens? Yeah. Do some good things in our communities and see what happens. See if there's joy to be found in that. What do you think, Dave? You know what? I think we're wired to think of others, not ourselves. Yeah. And, and that's what you have to do. If you want joy, what you need to really do, and I, I would encourage you to do this, get in the habit of looking people in the eye, and when you look at them, ask, what do I need to do to make this person successful in life? Mm-hmm. And get in that habit. And what you're doing then is putting yourself in the underneath the, the realm of truth, because that's how you were created. You weren't created to seek things for yourself. You were created to seek things, the good for others. And so you do that. You know, one of the, one of the coolest kind of random acts that I think uh, has happened to me and I think that, uh, you know, would be fun to do for others is, you know, go through a drive through and pay for the guy behind you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, just do that. I mean, that, I, I think that's one of the coolest things because that's totally unexpected. You, they can't thank you. They can't find you. They can't, right. you know, you're driving off, they're getting their thing and they go up there and it's paid for. Mm. How fun is that? Just, you know, of course, you know, look for someone who's alone that's buying a single hamburger, maybe. <laughs> I, 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 I understand that. Nice. Yeah, look for the, a band of teenagers. So what you're you saying know. is if there's a 15-passenger yeah. van behind you, maybe we yeah, there's a, there's my, my random act of kindness only can go so far. Uh, but but I'm, I'm thinking, you know, start thinking. We're wired to think of others, and I think we're robbing ourselves of joy because we're always thinking of ourselves. Mm. You know, and there, there's tons of things you could do. You know, I remember even when I was younger, we'd go caroling, you know, just for the fun of it and just to see people's faces when they open the door and you start singing or or even over in Ireland, they were big on leaving something for their uh, postman, you know, and I think that's something that we that we lose sight of here in America just because we don't necessarily have that relationship with the uh, with a postman as much so, you know, or, or even if you look down the list, you know, you could buy somebody a wax hair remover or... Um, <laughs> Any ideas? You know, <laughs> you know, but it's something, you know, bake, bake something and leave it for somebody, you know, I mean, just think outside the box, you know, put yourself in their shoes and be like, how can I bless them? How can I do yep. something for them? Um, and, and, and you'll realize that you'll enjoy the process yep. because you're in, you're encouraging somebody and you're making somebody else's day. 
and all of a sudden it's not about you, it's about them. Which, like Dave said, that's how we're built. The most miserable people in the world are focused on themselves all the time. And, and, and the more that they focus on themselves thinking that they're going to be better because they do, the worse they get. You have to stop focusing on yourself because you weren't meant to. That's the truth. Mm. And, and that's where we have to get to. Yeah, another great way to do something that makes a difference in people's community is if you're buying some gifts, maybe you find a way to bless people in homeless shelters this time of year. Those We, just, we need to continue to support people in our community that are just in need this time of year. And we saw some great ways to do that through Samaritan's Purse. They had the, the whole shoeboxes campaign and uh, trying to you know bring in so many shoeboxes to send across the world. But there are people right next door who are in need of some things. So find a way to bless them. You know, even something is, as little as giving someone a compliment. We talked about this. It seems like we lose track of you know other people in this time of year. We're cutting people off. We're stealing parking spaces. Man, there's so many things that we're, we're doing that rob us of joy and then also rob other people of joy. And so doing these kinds of things, our Lights of Christmas campaign at Q90FM was a great opportunity for people just to bless not only people in need in our community, but also police officers by equipping them to hand out gift cards and things that people can use who are just in need in this Christmas season. So there are so many different ways, lots of ways that we could talk about. Can't include that all in one show, but we have included this list of 25 really random acts, things that you can just do any day. It doesn't have to be just at Christmas time, but we encourage you this time of year, go and to give joy to other people. You may not feel like you're joyful, Go and do some of these things. I can guarantee you after one or two of these times doing them, you'll find what real joy is all about. This conversation will continue on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show, Jeff. DW Jason having way too much fun on the sweet bag tonight. Just use the hashtag HNRTB. Join the conversation with us. We're trying to find out what's on your top of your wish list this Christmas season. It might be waxing kits. It may be something completely different, like an Apple pencil. I don't know what's on your wish list, but if you have a wish list, you can share it with us on the tweet back. That's totally acceptable since it is that time of year, Christmas time. But guys, Joy, as we're wrapping up this conversation tonight, what are the things that you want people to take away from this discussion? One of the takeaway points that I would like people to understand is that joy, happiness is different than contentment. Contentment is more with the joy side of things and happiness is something that's more tied to maybe feelings. And we have to understand that. And that you can have both good and bad together. You can have feelings of you know, I'm not happy about something. I'm not happy about narcolepsy. I'm not happy about my health situation, but I'm joyful. And I'm joyful because what doesn't change and because I've, I've put my life in line with the things that don't change. And that's what where joy comes from and, and stability comes from. So that's what I would encourage our listeners to, to understand is that today, if you're feeling like your joy has been robbed from you, I would suggest that you possibly are looking at things that change and trying to get joy from those things. And you're also defining it as the absence of pain, which is not going to happen in this life. And so that's why I think there's a lot of people that end up with drinking problems and drug problems. They're trying to get absent of pain. They're trying to to get away from pain. You have to understand this life brings pain. Love Mm -hmm. brings pain. And joy is not tied to the circumstances of life. It's tied to God and his faithfulness 
and the security that comes and the significance that comes from living your life the way it's created. So that's where I would put my capital. And if you do that, you'll be somebody whose joy cannot be taken from them. The image that comes to mind was John 15, you know, it talks about abiding in the vine, you know, and really it's abiding in our relationship with Christ, you know, and that eternal perspective that we need to have when it comes to our joy is our relationship with God and putting others first, loving God and loving others. And that's when we, we remind ourselves and orientate our heart in such a way where joy is more than circumstances. That means that if, if different things face us, we can be sad or unhappy in the moment, but we still have joy. That's what it's getting at. You know, you look at John 15, 11, it says, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. You know, when we are focused on our relationship with God and, and loving others first, that's where, that's the sweet spot. Yep. We say that time and time again on the show and it's, it's a simple concept, but that's really what the, the ongoing process of sanctification is, is putting ourselves aside so that we can focus more on loving God and loving others. Yeah. And the same thing goes for pursuing joy. Sometimes we need to put ourselves aside and remind ourselves that, you know, this is about eternity and that's my relationship with God and making sure that other people see that. Yeah. In Hebrews 12, 2, it says, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Yeah. The joy that was set before him. It wasn't the pain of the cross that was the joy. It was what the cross produced that was the joy. Right. And he endured that. Exactly. He endured the yeah. pain, but the joy was there because the pain was meaningful. Yeah. That is the secret to joy right there is to knowing that your life is meaningful and knowing that the pain you're in can even be meaningful. And, you know, if you're really struggling and you're really feeling um, depressed maybe and struggling, we, we have a, a live coaches that would love to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. Go there and click on that button and start talking to them because we this is something that needs to be straightened out. You need to have that stability, that, that truth factor, that absolute in your life. And if you don't have it, you will never be okay. You cannot be okay if your life happiness, if your life joy is totally dependent on circumstances. Mm -hmm. Your happiness, again, can be something that's not there. You can be sad, but your joy should be a fixed level because it's based on truth. And if you find them going together all the time, then possibly you're, you're deriving it from the wrong source. Yeah, and you know, we, we've talked about joy, how it's not a feeling, it's not situational, but yet I would encourage you guys to look at your actions, look at what we're doing. I have to look at myself, and I have to look at things that I'm doing. Yes, I know there are things that are, are happening right now. I'm stressed out. Some of us are stressed. We're thinking about how we're going to afford Christmas this year, and we get wrapped up in all the gifts, and no pun intended there, but we do get those things twisted up thinking that if I just get all the gifts that everybody wants, they're going to be happy. They're going to have joy in their life. And I can encourage you, that's probably going to bring some stress. That's probably going to bring some dynamic in relationships that, you know, will cause you to lack joy. And so if you're feeling like that, maybe it's worth asking that question. Do we need to do all these presents this year? Or is my presence, CE, not to be cheap, but is my presence enough? And I think that's one thing that, that God communicated to us in that he sent his son, Jesus. He didn't come in and, and, you know, and get rid of all the wars and everything else. He came in, he brought his son, he came down to this earth and he dwelled among us. And I think that's powerful. When we look at this time of year, God, the greatest thing he could do for us is to come to this world. We didn't realize the significance of that until it finally came to the fruition and he lived, he lived a perfect life. He came and showed us, he taught us, and then he died for our sin and looking to that objective truth, Dave, that there is a reality, that one day we are going to die, one day we are going to face our maker, 
And he's going to either say to us, well done, good and faithful servant, or he's going to say, depart from me, I never knew you. There is an objective truth. There's a real truth at hand. We can get wrapped up in all the presents and the gifts and, and the waxing stuff, and we can get into the you know, Apple products or whatever you want to put in your, your wish list. But at the end of the time, at the end of this life, we're going to come to that point. We're going to be wondering, did I do what I was supposed to do? And we're going to find out real quick. There's objective truth. Post-truth won't be relative. It'll, it, there's going to be the one who dictates truth to us that says, this is what there is. This is what it is all about. And he's given that to us in his word. If you don't know God, if you're not a part of his family, you have that opportunity right now. Visit one of our live coaches at hopenet360.com. They'd love to talk to you just about life. Maybe you've been struggling. Maybe you've been challenged in your life and you've been trying to find purpose and meaning. Maybe you've lost someone recently that was important in your life. And so you're dealing with that grief and you're wondering, man, where is God in the midst of this pain? How can I possibly have joy you're not the first one to ask those questions. David, talk a lot about Job and, and his experiences as a man. And uh, man, some thoughts in there, Dave, how powerful it is to work through some of that pain and that grief. Is that important, even this time of year, to experience joy? Absolutely. And, and Job, I think, might be the oldest book in the Bible. And one of the most interesting things is that he could have everything on this earth taken away from him, and he could still praise God and know that his life mattered and know that he was significant. Because his life was was based on what was true, not just on what he felt. And if you didn't think he was in agony, you're wrong. He was in agony while he experienced joy. And that's the real message I want to leave with people. Don't try and kick one out in order to be okay with the other one. They will coexist, and they must, or you can't have true joy. All right, tis the season to give joy. That's all for us here on HopeNet Radio. You can find the show notes and download these and past episodes for free by subscribing to our podcast at hopenet360.com slash podcast. Our live Twitter chat to tweet back is going on 24-7 at hopenet360.com or simply by using the hashtag HNRTB. You can also follow HopeNet360 on most social platforms using the at HopeNetRadio handle. And from all of us here on HopeNet Radio, make each conversation count this week. You could save a life. We'll see you next time. Later. Bye.